0: this aberration whose only means of expression are wanton violence and destruction
1: them niggas get on y'all ass y'all play with me like it ain't worse trying to gossip other blocks like y'all ain't saying my name first he a junkie and shot his gun yeah he blame perks shot a video and had a shootout in the same shirt what you know about popping out and trying to hit they face first? They like smirk your ass be driven, better put your case first. Choking who? I heard the ones niggas better play slow. I don't want no niggas who you catch, I want the one I pay for. We on his ass, he in the A. You see how long they stay for? Ain't no hotel room we pop outside the high with Dracos. Hellcats, they get off any saying The police chase those trolling ass. We shot your homie, we know he can take those. If I say your name, don't post it. I will be on all kind of shit. Ain't got time to watch your page to see if niggas die or shit. I know bitches. See you up, literally, niggas down here. And this industry ain't what it seems. Shit, be counterfeit. Ain't no lacking. She say, I'm a nigga from the trenches with an accent. Why you asking me who shot your homie? Why you asking? You got my numb. You post shit on the gram. You moving backwards. You lucky you don't be doing shit for the gram. You niggas cowards. Rest in peace to Cooper. I jumped on the school bus and I hit bonga. Always drunk a A to act. I never drunk a. I'm hoping to prove that within every normal system
2: there exists an aberration,
1: something different.
0: I just start, you know, keep it natural as I can. What's good, Perry?
2: <laughs> hey man, it's been it's been a long time almost.
0: Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Uh You how how are you enjoying uh ATL?
2: It's all right. I think my time here is coming to a close soon. But
0: oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You going no. back to the uh, to the DMV? Mm, I think I might go to New York next. Okay, you want to go to New York? Okay, okay. It's time to take on
2: bigger battles.
0: Taking your your talents to to South Beach. I mean, <laughs> not to uh, NYC. I
1: guess. Yeah. Cool.
0: To Coney Island. Well. I'll let you do I'll let you do your own sort of uh, introduction uh, for for people who don't know who Perry is. Uh, who's Perry? Who are you?
2: <laughs> I'm just a guy. Uh, I'm an independent filmmaker. Truly independent.
0: Truly. Yeah.
2: And uh, I actually just started a new company. It's called Play Nice. It's a. Uh, it's gonna handle all forms of media production. Uh, it's something. It's something I'm trying. I want. I want to. I want to do something a little different than just, you know, try to get someone else to believe in me. I want to build some stuff up. Maybe believe in some other people. See where that takes me. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and see, that's that's one of the reasons why I feel like uh, you know me and you sort of uh connect somewhat on that tip is that idea of like not like allowing or waiting for someone to sort of give you you know permission right or someone to sort of stamp you uh to do some shit you know um obviously for in my case you know i've actually uh i've actually had sort of moments in my sort of Filmmaking journey, screenwriting journey um, where people have like sort of like attempted to do that for me, like, you know, um, but once I actually was faced with the the reality of that, uh, I was like, nah, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I I was quick to be like, nah, like, um, because I just knew what that meant. You know yeah. what I mean? I knew I knew what that I knew what that entailed. Like, and it was like I always, I really do have. And I feel like I feel like, and again, I know it sounds pretentious, but I do feel like there's something to sort of like being a true artist that has that sort of like independent spirit, where it's like, not to say that like you should turn away, uh, potential, you know, uh, opportunities that give you money, uh, stability, um, that are bigger, uh, but I always ask people, okay, cool, do those, but ask yourself at what cost, you know? Right. Um, Cause I feel like, I feel like a lot of people are just willing to sell out really quickly. Like a lot of people are, and they don't really understand. Um, they don't really understand what that means. Right. Like they don't really under, they don't really grasp in their mind, like what exactly uh, that looks like in terms of like a long-term, let alone a career, but artistically like how they create shit, like, uh, because I know so many people who have that, like, I have so many uh, associates, I don't even want to call them, I don't even want to call these people peers, but I guess they kind of are peers, Uh, but, but I know so many people like that who have these careers that I'm like, I don't want that, (laughs) like, I wouldn't trade you, like, you know, I wouldn't trade positions with you regardless, because um, I just know the type of, uh, yeah, I just know the type of path and I feel like we're similar in that way at least from what I can ascertain from just talking with you since sort of like knowing you is that like uh we both kind of need to sort of tread our own path. You know what I mean? Like because it's important it's important to be able to sort of uh I don't know, like be the I I say the same shit all the time, I know this, but be the engine of your own sort of situation the engine of your own art you know what i'm saying like uh what's what's the purpose of doing this what's the ter- what's the purpose of being in sort of a creative pursuit right if you can't control your own destiny to some extent you
2: know that's kind of why mm-hmm. i decided to do what i'm doing now it's like i'm kind of separating the idea of like creating something from like creating a piece of art in a way mm-hmm. so like I do enjoy the process of putting together a crew and we have to go do something right. and completed and then getting a check for it. Right. You see what I mean? Yeah. Like whatever that may be for this client whether it be something commercial whether it be you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that will fund your ability to just do the thing you want to do.
0: do. Right. So
2: that's really the the angle I'm taking now. I'm really trying to just like Uh, I think you used to say this all the time, Benicio del Toro, one for them, one for me.
0: Yeah. Or Guillermo Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 Same shit, whatever. (laughs) Same shit. No, it's not. But uh, yeah, yeah. uh, Guillermo does do that, you know, and I was funny because I was talking about uh, Guillermo del Toro uh, with my friend, Richard, who's a filmmaker on my last podcast and talked about how like him and how I have, we both kind of come to the sort of same realization about him. Is like, it's like, the, like we respect him, like as a craftsperson, and I guess as a director on some level, but like, he's one of those directors where we sort of kind of realize, like, we just kind of like outgrew that guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and I feel like that's an important aspect to sort of like uh, people being creatives too. Like, I feel like it's like, there's a lot of things that I feel like are, excite you when you first start right but as you continuously grow and as you continue to sort of evolve you know artistically and and like there's you're supposed to change like you're supposed to look at you know re-examine things some things you initially will not fuck with right and then later on in life you're like no, no actually I really do fuck with this I just wasn't at a space where I could and then there's stuff that like it's the opposite where it's like from the jump it may have even got you excited. It may have even got you to to go down certain paths in your own work, right? But now that you look at it, you're like, "Yo, like, what was I? What was I on?" <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's the thing about art, though. That's the thing about art uh, is that, like, that's the dope thing about it. Really, is that you can reassess it, and you can have you can derive different meanings from um, art and how you make art and how you observe it. With that said. Down with the King. <laughs> uh, I wanted to have you on here to talk about Down with the King, um, because I feel like no one's just talking about this movie. Uh, one, I couldn't uh, find
2: anything about this director. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, a par- here's here's what I know about him. He's a French director, but he lives in the United States. Uh, yeah. And like uh, his name is Diego. Um, I think um, it's... Garo, right, right. And what's interesting about this movie, right, besides the fact that it stars Freddie Gibbs, and Freddie Gibbs actually is... Gives a legit performance in this movie. Um, uh...
2: It was kind of a cheat code, though, because he was basically
0: playing, playing himself. himself. Yeah, he was basically playing himself. Wait, is, but it worked, though. It worked, it though. Worked really it, worked. Well. It, it worked well. You're right. Um, but the interesting thing about this is... is from from when i looked into it like this is one of those movies that was made obviously during you know the height of the covid protocols um and it was made with minimal gear you know um and basically the director and the guy he wrote it with didn't write an actual script uh what they did was they wrote like i guess you would call it a uh Somewhat of a treatment, somewhat of an outline, but it it had, had it was like I guess it was like it had all the scenes, and I think it, they said it was like thirty pages, and it just laid out the scenes. But in terms of like all the dialogue, all of that was sort of like improvised in the moment um, as they shot this movie. Um, so
2: kind of tell it was almost yeah. when I when like from the beginning I'm like, is this a mockumentary? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like the vibe I got, especially with those first couple scenes where he's like in there and he was talking about I don't I forget. He said something about getting a tick on his balls or something like that. It was like this seems like a like a fake documentary almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It does it has that faux documentary uh vibe to it. Um but basically for those who don't know, Down with the King is about uh, a rapper, uh his name's Money Merck, and uh played by Freddie Gibbs, a real life uh rapper um, who basically to focus on his next album goes to a farm. I think it's out in like the Berkshires. Um, and as he's out there on the farm, uh, to get away and sort of like get some peace of mind while he creates his next album, like you start to see him, uh, sort of reassess his life and ask himself, does he really want to do this? You know, um, and then he starts to, like, interact with the people around the area, a farmer named Bob. Uh, and you see his you see him sort of like go through. Not only like and this is one of the reasons I like the movie, too, because it speaks. And I told you I told you this, too, when we were like speaking on the DMs in the DMs was like it's a like a lot of it has to do with the creative process. Right. right. Like, you know, how you how you isolate, you know, what I'm saying how you isolate yourself and you're trying to create in the doubts and in and, and wanting to walk away. And like, you know, and a good, a, a real, I think like some of the best parts are actually him rapping, like weirdly enough, like. Um,
2: it was like sitting Yeah. At the overlook eating the sandwich.
0: Yeah, just yeah, laughing. yeah, yeah. Just sitting on a, yeah, sitting on a rock, looking at the mountains, just, yeah, eating a fucking, a rap. <laughs> he's eating a rap while he raps, right? Like, yeah. uh, which is fucking hilarious. But like, uh, and yeah, it's like, yo, he's like, a, he's like, it, it makes you, re- Rick i i like Freddie gibbs but like i feel like this movie sort of kind of makes you appreciate that he's really a really good rapper because like those scenes could be really cringe and really bad if he wasn't like if he could he wasn't capable right like if he wasn't capable rapping those scenes where he's like even the scene with the producer right where where the producer's giving him the beats not no, play another one yeah play another one yeah no, no 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 and then he actually starts rapping and you're like okay like oh like yeah it, Yeah. So how, how did that, how did that, uh, how did you um, feel about not only the movie overall, but sort of that the music creation element, the creation element of this movie? I mean,
2: I thought it was interesting because I mean, at first you're kind of just like watching him just do random stuff Mm. around the farm, like feed cows or like they like slaughtered a pig. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like, what's happening here? And then he's like, there's like scenes where he like goes to the department store. He's like, he like has some sort of romantic interest in this.
1: Yeah, you know, it's random. So
2: random.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah.
2: random. But yeah. it's like all in all, the idea of like creating, right? And then he was he was obviously going through like a spurt of writer's block to the mm-hmm. point where his manager came out and was like, "Yo, dude, like just do something, like anything." And he's like, starts lashing out at people. He's lashing out at his manager. He lashes out at the producer. He just kind of like feels stuck, I guess. And then there's that one moment where he's like kind of in the room by himself. You know what I mean? And he like spits a fire-ass verse. And then it's like, okay. Sometimes that's just what it takes. Like, yeah. like taking a step back from everything. Maybe having the materials in front of you, but just taking a step back from everything. Cause it's like, what is the manager gonna do other than tell you, you gotta do something. Right. You can't tell you what to do. Even the producer is just like, hey, uh, do you really want to keep rapping like this? He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna try something new. It's like Yeah,
0: yeah. He's like, I make your beats. And, and and honestly, um, that is a good like when he says that you 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 really see it. It does a good like when when Freddie Gibbs car- Merck, or however you want to, I don't even know what his real name is, but 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 uh uh when when, when money Merck is like he's listening to the beats and after he does a freestyle, like you said, he's freestyling as he's over the beat, basically making the song, writing the song in real time. Um, he tells the producer like, yeah, you, you know, I'm the one who makes your beat. And when you, you, you really get the sense of that, like from that scene, right. Because it's like hearing the beat first, right. You're just like, okay. Mm. But then hearing him over top of it, it's like a totally different thing.
1: Right. You know yeah. what
0: I'm saying? It like shows you in real time. What he like? What he means where it's like, oh yeah, it's like, yeah okay you you provided the canvas but like I had to paint you know what I'm saying like I had to put the you know what I mean like it's just our notebook right and you just, just before I've written anything down it's just a blank canvas even though it's a yeah it's a beat it, it, it weaves with the sort of tapestry of of sort of what he makes but at the end of the day it's on him it's not on the producer the producer can only because we, we all know that like it doesn't matter how hot the beat is you could be garbage you know you could be trash right, right? like um it's 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 really the artist you know what i'm saying so and yes there's an art to to sort of being a producer most definitely um but in this scenario in this situation um i just felt like that was effective like that was an effective scene um and again like this movie wouldn't work if freddie if they cast somebody like i don't know a lesser sort of uh a charismatic rapper because we know there's a lot of rappers who are super super uncharismatic you know what i mean like in yeah. terms of like yeah just weird like if you couldn't put like uh playboy cardi in this movie you're like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: like i don't think that would i don't think that would go well you know what i mean like uh so I, I, his name know.
2: was actually mercury
0: mercury right My god you're right you're right you're right His mom. He's, he named it. Yeah, he has this goofy ass statue. But he yeah. named as he says his mom named him Mercury. So mm-hmm. you're right. So that is his real name is Mercury, and which he derived his name Money Merc from. Uh, yes, yeah, good catch. Good remember. Um, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like
2: I like that. I wanna, I mean, I honestly want to see more shit like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind of inspiring a little bit. Because it's like. <sighs> like the combination of rap and films has kind of like a Rocky history. Yeah. What's yeah. the best rap movie ever. You know what I mean? It's you, eight mile.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's really, the bar is kind of low. Yeah, the is bar it, is well, kind of low. Richard dies
2: trying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. They're kind of yeah. like
2: cut from the same cloth basically. Like, yeah. You yeah. know? So it was like, this was kind of like a, an, a different angle on it, which I, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, and it kind of made me think like, damn, this could be a thing that goes elsewhere. Cause you got the rappers that turn into like actors.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh Ice Cube, Ice T. You know what I mean? Even Tupac was an actor. Yeah. It's just like, but it's just like a movie about rap starring a rapper that's like hyper realistic was like something I don't know if I've seen before. Like I can't place one. So I think it was kind of like new territory in that regard. And that's, I do think that is like an inspiring thing. Makes me think like, damn, what angle could I take on this? If I wanted to, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely th- that. I got that, that from this too. It was definitely interesting to see um, a movie in this genre. I mean, cause it does fall in the rap film genre. Um, that doesn't, that doesn't go down the typical, uh, routes that we usually see you know um it's not really it's it's not really a story about like you know like when you look at eight mile and get rich or die trying for example like that you just uh, uh highlighted uh those movies are basically backstories of the artists right like this is like a story of an artist who's sort of on his way out you know what i mean like he's he's already had a success you know he's he's doing he's doing his maybe his last album he's already contemplating leaving rap you know he yeah. literally tweets that and his manager flips the fuck out and shows up at you know shows up at the farm like why did you why did you tweet that what does this mean um uh cuz he's contemplating quitting it all right um this idea that like you can like ha- tell one of these stories with one of these you know uh you know that's centered around a, a rapper in a in somewhat around rap and have it be sort of uh about someone wanting to get away from it, um, someone um, dealing with sort of the realities of what it is. Like he even mentions like, you know, like what other genre do you have to worry about getting shot or somebody trying to take your chain? You know, uh, like, you know, it it just took, it took liberties uh, with the form um, that we just don't traditionally tend to see. Um, And then that way, yeah, it was exciting. Like I was like, okay, like I like I like where this is going because you know, there's always a question is when you see like a rapper being in a movie, you're always like, okay, is this like a real movie? (laughs) You know what I'm saying, or is this like Killer Season or some shit? (laughs) A classic, by the way. (laughs) You know
2: what? It's always and it's always a French guy that's doing something like left field. Yeah, Mm -hmm. kind of like, oh, this could be a different angle in this genre.
0: You know, it always ends
2: up being that.
0: Right, because if imagine if like somebody like Benny Boom to direct this. It would be a totally different movie, dog. Like, okay, it would...
2: One, one joint director. He did, he did,
0: uh... He did the two... What did he do? Superfly? He oh, yeah, this- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Superfly remake?
2: <laughs> oh, but you know what was a good one? I'm, like, looking through a list right now, so I'm mm-hmm. kind of... Let me go ahead. Uh, a Hustle and Flow. That was actually a good one, too, I
0: think. Did you like Hustle and Flow? Um... I'm, like, a little agnostic on the Hustle and Flow, because like could say I like it I can't say I dislike it right for sure um but I also don't I don't know it's the Craig Brewer aspect and I know that like Craig Brewer is sort of not it's not really his fault right but like Craig Brewer has become and this is more about Craig Brewer's filmography as in totality not hustle and flow not not to like uh segregate hustle and flow if I'm looking at hustle and flow just as a film by itself right and and not really tagging on any of the extras, you know, shit when it comes to that that filmmaker. Right. Um, I would say, yeah, it's a solid movie. Like, I like it. It's a real movie. You know what I'm saying? It, it's definitely. Uh, a, again, yeah, you would have to you would have to say it's one of the sort of uh, better made, rap oriented yeah, films. Movies,
1: right? yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's and it does it, it is a legitimate film. I think it's like shot on 16 mil. Um, right. You know, has Terrence Howard as the main star. Yeah, it it definitely it definitely um is one of the better ones for sure. Yeah
2: it's, Isaac Hayes. Yeah, dude. Isaac Hayes, yeah, yeah. That
0: that Memphis, yeah. it had that Memphis, because Craig Brewer's from like Memphis, I believe, or Nashville, one of the two. Um, and like he's from that area. But it's just weird that he's sort of been and this John Singleton is the one who sort of like created Craig Brewer's career for the most part. I mean, not to say that Craig wasn't doing things because he did have a movie called like the hungry and the poor before that it was like a black and white really true indie movie um and then i get yeah yeah it's hard to find but it's out there um and uh yeah then this when he put this together at some point singleton you know attached himself to this project in a sort of like i don't know like a a i don't even want to say i know he produced it but i also feel like he sort of like put his arm around him and sort of like you put him on, you know what I'm saying? So it's like now you look at Craig Brewer's career and it's like he's become the white guy that's okay to direct black stuff, which is very weird. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like the studio will be like, bring in Craig Brewer, it's some black stuff. It's, some, you know, some black shit. Um, But yeah, ultimately I do feel like uh Hustle and Flow is a very comparable movie. Like, you know what I mean? Comparable film when it comes to sort of comparing it. Like if you wanted like a, a comp to like what this movie sort of is for people who didn't know about this movie um I would say yeah Hustle and the Flow's not wow while, while it's not the same it's not that far off cuz it is a it is a film of, but even though the trajectory again is very different because Terrence Howard in that movie is is gr- he's on he's in the he's in the struggle he's like literally a pimp trying to make it into the rap you know you know into the rap game um as opposed to this is again like Merck is fairly successful and uh at pretty much at the top of his career and they like like
2: referenced him like having hits already
0: yeah already having hits and and already having people like you know talking about him hating on him and shit you know like he's always like that's another aspect that I like I like that they incorporated sort of like the social media shit where he's he's like on his phone and he's like not only is he on live like talking to people but he's also like watching videos of people like like that video where that guy was like I better not hear anything about the streets you're in a fucking mountain da, 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 da. and he's like yelling at me. he like likes the video he like hearts it <laughs> uh which was i like that i was like if i don't know if i don't know if you like noticed that but like he like liked the video <laughs> i don't think i caught that yeah yeah when you watch really it like watched. go back to it like he like hits heart on the video like uh of the dude he like, watch this movie again though yeah 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 it's definitely a movie that like uh it just brings to mind sort of the possibilities, right? The possibilities of the medium, the possibilities of like, you know, again, like this is like and I looked into this a little bit. I looked into the making of it. I hate talking about gear, um, because I feel like while wow, we know about gear as like people who try to make stuff, right? Like I feel like there's a certain type of motherfucker that always talks about gear and they're annoying as fuck. <laughs> but like I did see that they shot this on like uh some like black magic pocket cameras. Like um, Oh. Which is like the six K, yeah, like the little six K portable uh, uh, shit. And the movie looks great. It and, and they didn't, and For they didn't
2: sensors, yeah, yeah,
0: and they didn't light it. I like,
2: guess that that they shot it on that.
0: Yeah, and they didn't light it either. So the lights are all practical. So like all the lights are the lights that are literally you know in the scene, but there's no actual uh, like lighting. They're not doing any. So this movie
2: cost basically nothing
0: i don't i still don't know what the budget is like there's
2: there's not even a wikipedia page for it yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. but it's like i said and and i know it's minimal crew because they had it was him the dp um i don't know how many people how how, but like apparently that was like and he has another movie before this that like i think you can see it uh let me check i think you could see i think you can rent it it's
1: like a
2: 2015 or
0: something yeah it's about a it's about a a dude on a farm again Um. it's called it's Bob
2: called in the trees Bob
0: in the trees yeah um which makes me want to check out Bob in the trees after watching this um it's from like 2015 it stars Bob who's Bob in this movie um and like apparently that that farm that Bob's on is literally his farm yeah um, and the filmmaker uh lives out out there so like yeah, this shows you how how like indie and like really like right. Like this type of movie is.
2: He's like um, ordering black magic cameras and being like, Yeah,
0: let's let's make yeah, a movie. Let's do it. Let's make a movie. Right. Um and 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 like honestly, like his DP, uh, you know, apparently, you know, he's a he's a seasoned director of photography. He knows what he's doing. Um, because this movie does look legit. It does look like right. it doesn't it doesn't look like some bullshit, you know. Right, you know? right, no, for sure. Um, it definitely has a locked off feeling, you know, even though it, it is like sort of you know like cinema verite in some ways it's not like shaky cam and like right it, it doesn't have like that f- it it feels faux like a faux documentary in some aspects but it, it's not shot like that though like you know what i mean it's not shot yeah. all like in your face you know like urgent the way like sort of a lot of the faux documentary and shits That's are
2: crazy they shot that on black magic stuff. i just wouldn't have guessed that
0: yeah 6k you know oh uh-huh.
2: And everybody's been talking about those too. Like. No,
0: they're, they're great. Uh, They're, they're pretty great. I mean, we got here's one thing I know about it. And I promise I'll get off gear for the people that are listening to this. Like, shut up about gear. <laughs> um, but here's like, people forget that black magic as a, as a company, they make cine cameras. Right. Right. So they're designed to shoot movies. It's not like, you know, when people make all, you see a lot of movies, people make a lot of movies on like, the, the DSLR cameras, the, like the Canons and stuff like that, where like those are dual function because they're supposed to take pictures and they're photography cameras as well, right? Like Blackmagic is not; they're like no, they make from the from the from the inception of that company, they've been in the business of making cameras for filmmaking specifically. Uh, so like, yeah, yeah, those are those are those are, and, and they're done at They're making them at a certain price point, you know, that's a, a much more affordable you know and and then yeah, like then yeah, like I mean, something like a red camera you know what i mean some shit like that like so yeah yeah it's like but it shows you the possibilities you know one of many you know um people always talk about shooting on iphones and shit which you do and i have seen some fairly impressive movies uh looking movies on iphones right shot on iphones but um there's other options too you know yeah. which speaks to sort of again what you were talking about when we when we at the top of this with, with this idea of like you know wanting to sort of do do it yourself you know what i mean wanting to sort of not wait for someone to sort of uh give you the 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 go ahead right uh we don't there's there's options you know what i'm saying movies like this you know um show and remind people that there are other options out there like you don't have to just sit on your hands and wait for these people to give you the okay or wait for somebody to give you money or none of that stuff like there's so many aspects to putting together a thing get mounting mounting a film and making shit you know um yeah yeah i feel like yeah i just felt like this is an inspiring inspiring movie uh yeah i don't i don't i don't know much else to say other than for people to sort of if you haven't seen Down with the King, definitely see Down with the King. I I, I would recommend this. I don't know. Would you Would you recommend this, Perry? Or- yeah, I'm
2: gonna watch it again. Actually, just cause like, like I said, it's like kind of like it's like a new take on this genre, basically. It's like a or a subgenre, whatever you would call it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's like the it's like a merge between like something like Hustle and Flow and like Snow on the Bluff. But like in the mountains with Freddie Gibbs. Yo,
0: that's that's what we really should have. We damn, I'm glad you I really want to talk about Snow on the Bluff. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> I've seen it yeah, so many we, times. We, I've showed it to so many people yeah, just so you know, I can rewatch it.
0: Let, let's talk about Snow on the Bluff because it is it is a related film in, in some ways. Um and it was in Atlanta. And it was in Atlanta. Um <laughs> and it's the guy who made it is a very interesting guy. <laughs> uh oh uh, wow. What? So, Perry, since you've seen Snow on the Bluff so many times, yeah, describe what Snow on the Bluff is to no, those who are unaware.
2: There's a guy named Eric Snow, and the first scene is him, like, robbing some college kids trying to buy drugs in the hood for their camera. And then he gives it to his, his friend, and he says, hey, no matter what, keep this motherfucker rolling. <laughs> He's like, no matter what happened. And they pursued to do, they proceed to do all types of things. He shows you through, he's like, this is where my first baby mama got shot. This is where my second baby mama got shot. I was like, bro, what? It's just like, it gets even more and more ridiculous towards the end where it's just like, you don't know what happens to him, And like, it's just like, when I first saw it, like I wanted to believe it was real so badly. Yeah. (laughs) This is real. Like there's no way this is fake like it's too well done like he was just too raw and authentic of a character like they had just found a guy Mm -hmm. that was such a perfect character who he was that they just followed him around and set up little things for him to do set up a beef with some guy all this all this stuff and it was just like yo it seemed so real
0: yeah this is what i imagine they have on ysl (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but they don't like it's so free ysl but like you would think they would have like a movie like snow on the bluff is what right. like the indictment depicts Some
2: found footage
0: <laughs> yeah <plane>. like <laughs> all of this shit that they're doing in snow on the bluff all this incriminating evidence that they're recording themselves doing all the robberies and crimes and <laughs> all this shit but yeah snow on the bluff is actually like uh it's one of the best found footage horror movies that <laughs> like like i don't care like i put snow on the bluff up next to like the shit that people always talk about like blair witch or like fucking cannibal holocaust or you know you name a fucking very popular uh found footage movie that people are like oh it's so good fucking uh what's the other one uh the oh. the, the ghost one the ghost one. oh yeah
2: uh, paranormal paranormal activity, paranormal
0: activity. like i would put first Snow first the Yeah, only
1: yeah, the yeah.
0: only the first one really is, is 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 on that tip but like yeah like You got to, Snow on the Bluff is worthy of like being put on that tier because it's so effectively done. Like you said, you believe like that this is a real, like, like authentic. I think
2: when I first saw this, I was like 18 or 19.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I I wanted to believe it was real so bad. (laughs) There's, There's no way they just faked all of this. There's no way it came out this realistic.
0: Yeah. And like, I feel like Eric Snow has done other things post snow on the bluff but like nothing that ever sort of like ever ever measured up to that that first movie um
2: i don't even i don't know what happened to him i remember there was a youtube video where he had like got stabbed or something and he had like <laughs> 32 <laughs> stitches across his neck like something wild and it was like you know
0: yeah i don't I don't know what eric snow is doing but i hope he's well uh i've heard some other people that were like um there were some people that were like uh industry people who were sort of uh
2: curtis snow not eric snow eric, eric snow, snow.
0: Yeah. eric snow's a basketball player sorry he hoops for uh the 76ers my bad people curtis snow hope oh shout, shout out to curtis snow um and shout out to eric snow i mean he was underrated you know he helped Iverson.
2: <laughs> yeah, we got, got to that one finals.
0: Yeah, yeah he was underrated. Like, um, uh, but yeah, Curtis Snow was like one of those people who I thought like he'd be bigger if he was more. Um, and this is and this is what I can say. It's like you're like it's real, but I feel like while it's not Snow on the Bluffs, not real. Yeah, it is real. Right. Like, the aspects of make who who Curtis Snow are uh make that movie what it is. And because Curtis Snow isn't sort of uh, your typical sort of uh, uh, media trained, um, he's not somebody that he's not somebody that they can control. He's not somebody that it seems like at least I get the impression that he's not somebody who um, is sort of going to sort of uh, play these sort of inside games, (laughs) the Hollywood political shit. So like, it's like, on that level he is sort of like an outsider he's a true outsider artist mm-hmm. right um so it, but it does feel like he should be bigger it does feel like uh if 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 curtis snow was um like curtis snow the son of a wall street hedge fund person right. <laughs> like you know um he would have a career uh like right now like you know what i mean like um he would be ushered in He'd have an HBO show or something. <laughs> He'd have like an HBO deal uh or, or something to that effect. Like uh, but because he's really not, because he's really of a certain he's really from Atlanta, he's really from the bluff. Right. Uh by the way, have you been to the bluff since you've been in Atlanta?
2: <laughs> no, sir. Okay, you have? No, no, absolutely. Oh no, not. no, okay, okay. No. <laughs> he's like, hell no, I'm not going to the bluff. Sure. <laughs> what part of Atlanta are you in? I'm downtown. Okay. so Um, I'm like financial district. mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, in the evenings, I bartend sometimes. That's a good gig, especially when you're downtown, you know.
0: Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Um, It's cool. And and basically, for those for those who don't know, um, just for the sort of Perry, Perry Truman uh, lore, uh, your your move to Atlanta was basically like you went to Atlanta to see Kanye. And you no, 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 no.
2: <laughs> that's funny. And you I just came stayed here to shoot a music video, okay. and I just never left.
0: You just never left. Okay. It just was
2: like it was just a much more conducive environment for me to like be successful. Yeah. That I was just like, and. I mean, I also had some support at the time for a mm-hmm. short period of time, but it was like a very quick process of being able to like, you know, get working. I mean, yeah. it's not—it's way easier to get, get a, job a job than it is up north. Yeah, right. Just get a job. Oh, or get, get, you don't like this job, get another job, just, mm-hmm. just work. And it's just like, now I'm getting to a point where it's like, okay, uh, so I've my company it's uh, it's called Play Nice. I think I said this already. Shameless plugging.
0: No, no, plug away, plug away. Play Nice, Play
2: Nice. Play Nice. Co.
0: There you go. Oh, you got the, you got the uh, little QR code. That's not yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Oh, and I'm littering these through the city. Like mm. I'm giving these to everybody, and I'm telling everybody, yo, I have a media production company. Like we can do all levels of media production. Like whatever you want to make happen, I'll plan it out, and make it happen for you.
1: Right. You know
2: what I mean. Yeah. And it's really just like kind of the idea of like, on top of like building a network, you're sharpening your skills and you're making money doing it. It's like, I just, before I was just like, too, like, I don't know if it was like pretentiousness or just like not wanting to do that or like, I don't know, but now I'm just like, so willing to do it. And it's just like, it seems like it's working now. So it's like, I'm gonna just keep pushing it, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like a big, asp- a big aspect of like doing doing anything is sort of getting beyond the point of like all right well i need to just put myself sort of out there you know right, i right. feel like i feel like that's like a hurdle that everyone has to cross at some point um yeah. like you're like you just have to sort of all right well going will put myself out there um so that's good that's good man i'm glad to hear that like you were able to go to atlanta and sort of thrive a little bit and be able to sort of like uh I mean, I I feel like I feel like for you, I don't know, I like I just feel like where you were at before was probably hella limiting, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? And now being very
2: very small box.
0: Yeah, I feel like now that you've been outside of it, you kind of see, oh, like there's possibilities. It's a bigger Endless. it's a bigger world we live in, and now you're like, okay, well, what's the next move? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I feel like see here's the thing too, like as somebody who lived in L.A. Um, um, and like moved away like that was it was one of the best things for me to be true to be honest like is to like to live there then then go away and then sort of like gives you perspective in a way that you didn't have that I didn't like I kind of had but like not really in terms of like you know um it's always different when you actually are have your feet on the ground and you're really seeing things in real time right like uh it's sort of like let me know um okay like You don't have to be stuck because L.A., again, oddly enough, uh, for years, for for the majority of like of my life, I've always heard, you know, these things about like location, 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 right? Like where you're at is hyper important when it comes to sort of like having a career path, really in film specifically. But, you know, in other 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 arenas, too, they say it's better to be in New York for certain things, whatever. Um, And I got to really see that up close and say, oh, yeah, not really. Like, yes and no. Like, it, it makes sense for you to be there when you need to be there. Like, for example, you were in the DMV. You came out to Atlanta because you needed to shoot a video out there. Right. Boom. That led to you staying. Right. But ultimately, like, you you got that video opportunity while you weren't even in Atlanta. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's that once you sort of start to see those, once you start to sort of connect those dots in your mind, you start to understand like, oh, yeah, like this location shit is overblown. Like, it's important to be there when it's important. Like, you know, if, oh, during the pandemic, I've been, you know, been to Los Angeles quite a few times. But like I always tell people like I love L.A., but like I, the necessity for me to, 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 to be there is not it's not really that big of a, It's not high on a priority list anymore. Like as when, you know, as it, at one point it was um, when I lived there for a few years. Uh, It's just not anymore like I feel like I can move and make a shake, especially with shit like like look at like now we're on Zoom, like especially the way. The technology in terms of like communications technology has evolved, like there's not a really that. Big of a. uh, Importance on being tied to one location. Like the most important aspect is sort of like if that location is living in that in that location is. Leading to sort of you struggling more than you need to, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's that's the thing about Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's a far cheaper, cheaper place to live, right? Even right. though it's even though it's getting more expensive, but but um, in, in comparison to a place like where you lived before, I'm pretty sure Maryland oh. was far more. Oh. It, yeah,
2: Bro, yeah, insane. It's actually insane. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I mean. And, and I could
2: never live where I live now. I could never live in a place like this, DC, doing what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, like where I live now, like what I pay. Right. Yeah, yeah. I have a garage upstairs, a downstairs, a balcony, like right. two, uh, a bathroom, a half bathroom, like multiple rooms. Like I couldn't get what what I pay now. I couldn't get a studio like <laughs> in LA because I lived in LA and I know what I paid for in LA and I paid way more for a smaller place than what I have here um and that's part of the thing it's like you got to like especially as an artist dog like you know and and that's a big theme and motif of, of sort of mutual aberration society is it's about like the art life right and and sort of like that idea of the concept of that right but like as an artist like it used to be those places that are like known as the hubs of sort of like, like the LA's and New York, like when we were growing up, when we were young, those places used to be able, used to be able to go to a place like New York city and be an artist and get like a telemarketing job and live. Right. That's, that's no longer real.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's not a real thing anymore. Um. So it's important for people to sort of really understand that like, is to be like, yo, first you got to take care of sort of get keeping a roof over your head. Right. Um, right. And having sort of a, a maintaining a a low enough overhead so that you could still pursue you know your sort of uh artistic you know pursuit which is like you know whatever that is if you're writing you know if you're making movies if you're painting I don't give a shit what it is if you're a musician whatever you know to tie it back into the sort of uh down with the king thing if you're an artist you make music whatever like one of the priorities should be okay like well what's my day-to-day like existence like Like, you know, because you have to take care of that um, in order for you to sort of be able to do anything, right? Because it will occupy living in one of these big cities, right? If you're not like doing well, like if you're not a rich kid, like who has like sort of parents and like people taking care of you, um, then you're going to spend the majority of your time that you could be devoted to creating shit to sort of like running around, hustling to keep the lights on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yes. um
2: and that's and, what I think even like with the I hate to bring it back to Kanye, but the thing that he did, I mean, obviously, I don't think he has that place anymore, whatever it was in Wyoming, that ranch. Oh yeah, For, yeah. Like, Jackson Hole maybe, or whatever. Maybe even going to like a remote location like that and just getting some shit where it's like I can have acres, like kind of spread myself out, right? At some at a certain point. You yeah. Know?
1: Yeah, and, yeah. And
2: the moves as you need to but it's just like i think i gotta i gotta get out there get a piece of the pie first you know that's kind of like that's kind of like that's kind of like the current goal like yeah. spread word about what i'm trying to do meet all the people i mean and to be honest since i've been here in atlanta mm-hmm. i've met so many people it's like actually crazy
0: yeah. You realize how small a big place like that is when you live there, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. It's the same thing in like New York. It's the same you, you know, if you move and move to New York, you'll you'll find that out. Uh it's the same thing with uh LA. Like it's very small, even though it's big when it comes right. to sort of like like the people, the amount of people I know from just being in LA briefly is ridiculous. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's it's really ridiculous. Um, because the industry is a very small old, fucking place.
2: How long did you live there?
0: I lived there for not quite three years. It was like two years and change. Um, Yeah, that's um,
1: awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, and before that, like, I I was making connections already just in screenwriting circles and stuff. Um, But then when I left, like, it's weird. And I've said this before, like, once I left, I feel like um, things started to increase for me in terms of just, like, opportunities and shit um out there <laughs> when i wasn't there like you really? know um you know weirdly enough uh but when i was there stuff was happening but not to the degree uh that it was once i once i decided to like get the fuck out of there um and i think a big part of that was also just stress you know what i'm saying like because living in la there if you're not doing you're either doing really good or you're like not like you know what i mean um and there's pro- it's hardly there's a hard there's hardly a middle ground for 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 people out there uh it's always interesting how people live out there too like i feel like if you're like because la isn't isn't like what people think it is right like there's people who are legitimately from los angeles like there, are you know people who like that the los angeles people don't talk about like when people talk about la hollywood's not la like you know what i'm saying like it's not like um i think that's what people think right but there's like people that that like literally are from L.A., you know, born there, they from, they're from L.A. proper. um, But they live there their whole lives. And they're not like, you know, like a lot of the sort of, you know, what they now call South L.A., which you used to call South Central. Like uh, a lot of the people, I feel like they've grown up in that so long that they don't know like how crazy it is, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Like yeah. they don't realize like, oh, yeah, this is what they do to keep the lights on. Um, and they're not, you know, I'm, I'm talking about people who are working class, you know, who are right. working class or poor, who've lived in L.A. their whole lives. Right. Uh, like, I feel like there is a distortion there because it's like when that's the world, when that's sort of what you've come up in. Right. You don't really notice, like until you leave till you leave that place, how like crazy. It is that you have what the things that you have to do just in order to keep sort of the lights on out there, um, because again, it used to be a time where people could move out there and get a house and it wasn't nothing. Try doing that now. And you're not, you know, like you better be, uh, better be making significant money. Um, or you're going to be, again, you're going to be devoting too much energy in the hustle and in, in, in the sort of, uh, hamster wheel, uh, nine to five grind to keep everything afloat that is going to literally take away from the time that you could devote to sort of the thing that you wanted to do and the reason you came out there um so yeah if you can live adjacent that's cool i mean but i just don't feel like i don't tell people to move anywhere anymore <laughs> i tell people to right. do do what do what makes sense for you um if there's a path for you to go and it makes sense do it you know the less like you're young you have you don't have any kids you know, like, you're not married or anything. Like, if there was a pathway that presented itself that made sense for you and it was going to give you money and you stuck it, I was like, go ahead, go for it, you know. Um, But I always tell people, you know, I don't tell people shit anymore, Perry. That's what I, am <laughs> like, yo, do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Right. Like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not here to sort of, like, I can tell you sort of my own sort of decision-making process and why I did certain things and why I didn't. But I'm just not into i'm just not into telling people yeah Yeah, you should go here
2: helping people or trying to help people
0: and it's like i don't mind helping people it's just i just don't want to be i don't want people to like look look as uh as if i'm trying to like give like there's some i have a and this maybe this is the screenwriting aspect of sort of my life is like i look at anyone who who's like a sort of self-help or guru type i look at all of those people dubiously right because I'm always like looking like yo what's the grift (laughs) you know what I'm saying so even you know so I don't like even now when I'm telling people about like you know uh you know living in LA or not living in LA I just want them to know like I'm not trying to give you advice I'm just letting you know you know the realities of the situation based on my sort of own life experience you know not not to say don't do it I'm always like, yo, do it, because at the end of the day, right? Uh, and I said this to Richard on um, on the last episode. I said people always talk about, and I was talking about it, right? Like people always like to tell people not to do things because they always bring up the the thing of like, well, what are you going to do, uh, to survive? And I'm like, well, that's that's kind of a a uh, 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 an irrelevant sort of point to make because everyone is factoring in their survival uh, regardless like you can't not like you know what I'm saying it's it's one of those things that like no matter what you're doing right it's an it's an unavoidable uh, element that you there's no putting it off like you got you you got to have to figure that out regardless of where you are where you you got to figure that out so like why are you bringing that up you know what I mean like you're just it's, it's it's almost like you're bringing up obvious things to sort of like Um, It's almost like projection, right? In a way, it's like it's people projecting their own sort of like reasonings and rationales onto you as to why they wouldn't do something, right? Um, It's like, well, I wouldn't do it. And and there's why. And it's like, okay, but we all have to deal with that. You have to deal with it. If you lost your job tomorrow, you'd have to deal with that wherever you were at. If you're in Texas, you'd have to deal with that. If you were in L.A., you'd have to deal with that. So it's just it should be presupposed, right? It should be presupposed that you have to survive. You have to keep the lights on. Okay, boom. So, like, let's leave that out of the conversation when we're talking about sort of people's decisions and choices, like, and just talk about the decision and choice and the reasons why and the reasons why not. But ultimately, the ball is in your court as an individual to make that move. It's not in anybody else's court. And, like, at the end of the day, like, what are you going to sacrifice? You know, like, um, if you really want to do something, you're going to do it. And if you're not, you're not. And I feel like, you know, we live in a dog-eat-dog society, you know, because, you know, we are you know, take a shot, it's capitalism, right, but, but, um, you, you know, I feel like, again, like, this type, this type of, like, creative life is really a calling, and it's really, like, one of those things where it's, like, you're either gonna do it, or you're not, like, I feel like, for most people, like, and I can, and again, I'll speak for me, fuck most people, like, again, because I don't want to, you know, um, make generalizations here but I know for me um I'm going to be doing this regardless you know like uh I will be making things regardless uh so it behooves me to sort of like go all in on things you know what I mean um uh and follow sort of the eventual path that that takes me um because uh like for example, like this podcast, even right, I had started this right and I had stopped it because with the intention to restart it, right? Um, I just had a lot of stuff going on and I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna come back to this. In the interim, while I was doing other things, like literally I, I I got paid to write this TV pilot, you know, I was moving into a new place, I had all kinds of stuff going on in my life, just a whole bunch of stuff, Um a, a guy a screenwriter guy uh that i know jay he reached out to me and was like yo man let's do a podcast right and a part of me was like do i want to do this right because i was gonna i was gonna restart mutual anyways and i said something made me say all right fuck it let's go right so i started buzzkill with him um and then that got going um but i'm at a certain point in my life and jay i think jay's a little bit older than me right but but I'm at a certain point in my life where, like, I'm like, yo, if I'm doing something, dog, like, I have to sort of, like, be all the way in on doing it. Like, you know what I mean? Because I look at, like, I'm a lot closer to sort of, like, like when you're, like, 20 or you're, like, 18, 19 or whatever, you can flash forward 20 years and you still be, like, 40, right? You know what I'm saying? I can't flash forward 20 years and still be 40. You know what I'm saying? Like 20 years is like, bro, by the time I hit 20, 20 in 20 years, like I got to make the most of this 20 shit. I got to make most of this 10 years. I'm like, so time is like something that I'm like, you know, um, while it is an abstract concept, really what is time? Um, it is something that I'm like, yo, I feel a sense of like creative, uh, it's like a fucking fire where I'm like, I don't have the time dog. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Like, you know what I mean? And I feel like, Uh, when I was doing that podcast with him, I became a huge creative, uh, engine behind that. Like I was doing so much and it wasn't because it wasn't because like he wasn't trying to do stuff. It was just because again, I have that mindset with like all the stuff I'm doing now. Right. Which is like, like, I'm not waiting for permission. Like I'm moving sort of, uh, at my own sort of creative pace. And if you want to, and if if we're on, if if we're doing something together as a team, cool. Contribute what you can contribute. I'm going to contribute because I never hold myself to a. I'm one of those people who like like I'm not going to hold you to a standard that I that I don't hold myself to. So, but I'm going to hold myself to a little bit higher. So right. whatever standard I'm holding you to, I'm holding myself a little bit higher. So it's one of those scenarios where I'm holding myself to a higher standard. So I'm pushing out and doing work a little bit more than than he was per se right so ultimately what it comes down to is like he came to me like 11 episodes in and was just sort of kind of like yeah man like i don't know if i could do this or whatever uh because he got all kinds of stuff going on in his life right i'm like all right cool but i knew immediately i had got that sense like way early on in right like that I was like oh shit because you know like as somebody who's who's done a lot of stuff like you've done a lot of films you know you've done a lot of video projects right you know when you're working with people and you sort of kind of like just kind of know you get a sense of being like are they gonna make it
2: right you know what
0: I'm saying like and I had kind of got a little ink like a little inkling of like because it's so easy to walk away from creative endeavors right even podcasts, right, which, you know, whatever, like, you know, like, it's, it's so easy to do that. So I had got that sense already. So I was really prepared, like, I was prepared to pivot back to this shit, because I was going to bring it back anyway. So like, when he told me that I was like, all right, cool, you know what I'm saying? Um, but I couldn't waste any time. And so like, all the momentum swung back into what I was doing anyways, which was which I was, was going to do before, uh, which actually kind of actually helped this weirdly enough it like sort of like the energy transfer was so smooth that it sort Mm. of like helped this but again it comes back to that idea of of like uh if you're gonna do some shit you really just have to do it like and you're gonna there's gonna be moments where shit just sort of like completely falls apart like and how you respond in those moments uh really says everything right like and it's not about what it says to the world, it's about what it says to you as an individual, right? Like, it's like being on, it's like making some shit and then like everything goes wrong. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've been on like short films and stuff where everything went wrong. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like little, literally, literally everything went wrong. Um, I've had writing gigs where like all kind of shit was going on and, while I was doing this job. And I just had to figure out, okay, well, what do I have to do? Like I develop that sort of skill set. Like I develop that sort of uh that sense of like um I don't know, like I just don't wait for people, dog. Like, like I just feel like that is a superpower, right? Like if you have it, right? Like it is one that you can cultivate, it is one that you can develop. Um, but when you're when it comes to creating things, like you really have to sort of like have a sort of like. An engine that like is really driving you because this shit will make you quit like you Mm. know what I mean it'll make you quit like uh you really have to like let alone mounting a fucking film like mounting a film is is a lot you know what I'm saying like it's a lot like you said it requires people right it requires you know organizing people you know getting things together money all this organization then you're shooting and then there's the shooting aspect there's the editing and then there's post that which is what do you do after it's you know like there's marketing and distribution and trying to get it into the world there's so many things about this that require you to sort of be sort of have the stamina but i feel like artists need stamina you know what i mean like it's okay to uh it's okay to not not create because i feel like and this is something i always talk about I feel like it's important that people talk about like not creating as a, as an, as an important component of creating. Right. If that that makes sense, like how you, what you do with your time, not creating is just as important as you creating. Um, So there's definitely, I'm not somebody who's like, yo, uh, don't like, you got to keep working. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, no, like, I'm somebody who's like, I want to be more prolific, but like, In order to be prolific you have to sort of like fuel yourself up for the long trip Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying you can't like you know to use a a shitty analogy you can't fly a plane halfway across the world if you only have fuel to go to chicago to to new york you know like you don't have enough fuel so in order to make that flight you really got to fuel up in ways that you fuel up is you know life experience right but you're also preparing yourself physically and mentally to do that type of shit like day in and day out like you know like um Cause I definitely believe you can produce, I am of the thinking you can produce quality work uh, at a prolific rate, but there's a cost benefit thing, right? Where it's like, and at some point you got to realize that you're a human being. And at some point you have to live life or you don't have anything else to say. You know, I feel like that's the problem with all the shit now is besides the fact that it's corporate controlled and there's too many, um, there's too many, like layers that are like serve as sort of gatekeepers in the process. Right. Like I call, I always refer to it as filters. There's like a lot of filters you have to go through in order to get something through a, through the sort of traditional system. Right. right? So in the process of going through those filters, you know, um, it it makes you have to be, you have to sort of be prepared uh, to endure that shit. Like, wait wait
2: wait! but you were going somewhere else hold on because what you were saying is if you're not living enough life you don't have anything to say yeah and you think the rate at which stuff is pushed out right now
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's like a lot of people don't really have a lot to say but there's a lot being said
0: yeah 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 and that's what I was on I was getting there I was like yeah, I'm glad right. you I'm glad you refocused me cuz I was definitely I'm like where the fuck was I at uh but yeah so so the reason I'm saying is like the filters is like like you're saying like those filters filter out what what you're trying to say to begin with right, right. like so it's like there's a lot of impediments in your way of like sort of putting something into the world uh so having something to say in that system is very hard and once you get once you get plugged in, right, you're you're always thinking about what's the next thing, what's the next thing, what's the next thing. I know so many people that are just making look books and pitches and writing mm-hmm. stuff over and over and over again. And it's all with the with under the uh like under this sort of idea that one of these things is going to go, right. and whichever one goes, boom. Right. But it's like, OK, then then I'm in the fucking uh the 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 fucking factory, you know, like just for a year. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Six months, nine months, whatever. It be. Right.
0: And it's like and they're churning out shit and you're churning out shit. Right. And it's like but at that point, it's like, what do you have to say? That's why I like it's reflective in all of the stuff that gets like from at least from the like the big the big media companies. Right. All the stuff that comes out, it's void of any sort of perspective. It's void of any sort of like very little life makes it through. You know what I mean? Like in terms of like, like we always always talk about like a, a a filmmaker's voice. Like there's a lot there's very there's very few perspectives uh that are truly sort of like singular uh at least the perspectives that sort of work a lot um they have safer sort of they have a, that the idea of a tour is like a really uh it's like a dead concept mm. even though it gets thrown around a lot because i feel like there's only a handful of people that can operate at a certain level and call themselves auteurs, and even those auteurs are somewhat compromised because they have a lot. They they themselves, a lot of them have been successful for so long, right, um, that they're sort of their their perspective has been so blanded, like made bland through through the sort of being sort of uh, so lauded in 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 both. Uh, awarded not only critically but financially for such a long time that they've lived such a comfortable life that it's reflective in their work and Mm. I'm not saying that like in order to be a good artist it requires you to to sort of uh but I
2: still like PTA
0: yeah 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 yeah. I was literally thinking about him I (laughs) I know that's your boy I know that's your boy but like but but and we'll get on PTA but but I'm saying like um it's reflective in the voice of the of the of the artist right where it's like you can see like, and again, like life, there is no, like life is, not there's a struggle that is inherent to life, right? You can't divorce yourself from it regardless of how high up, you know, on the social strata you get, right? Like, even if you're rich, right? There's no way to completely divorce yourself from the struggle. The struggle just looks different. Right. Right. But that being said, there is a way to sort of delude yourself. And there is a way to sort of like get things made uh, that, in and of itself, compromises you as an artist, and it's like uh, a lot of those guys, the PTAs, you know, the Tarantino's or whatever. Like you know what they're gonna say, you know what I'm saying? Like even David Lynch, who's very super abstract, right? Like they're doing stuff in comparison to everyone else, it still stands out because it is still more personal. It is still more like is it, it there's still it's more there's more artistic merit to this shit, regardless, right? But that being said, when you really when you really look at it though, you can kind of predict sort of like the themes, and you can kind of predict the sort of uh...
2: because it's this guy, right? There. But the, but there's
0: but which was weird though is there's a safeness in those people, like there's as, as crazy and over the top as say a Quentin Tarantino is. There's a safeness in his work.
2: Like you know what's gonna happen, you know right. something,
0: right? You don't feel like unsafe watching his movies. Like yeah. even like you know like you knew I I knew he wasn't gonna kill. You know, spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen uh once upon a time in hollywood i knew sharon tate was a little
2: late for you now if you yeah
0: yeah it. yeah if you haven't seen it all oh, well dog whatever but i knew kind of like they're not gonna kill her you know what i mean um i knew he would do something different like i just didn't know what or i knew he would handle it differently i just didn't know how um but
2: he, like, he did this thing this time where it was just like
0: mm-hmm. when's the
2: violence coming
0: right 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 right
2: watching for two and a half like almost two hours and 40 minutes before anyone <laughs> <everyone> dies
0: <laughs> well he took advantage of and this is a weird thing about that movie and i like that movie by the way uh but what's the weird thing about that movie is he took advantage of like people's foreknowledge of the situation right, but, right yeah but certain young people probably who didn't know about it probably watched that shit completely blind and were like
2: what the fuck was this what the yeah. fuck
0: is this like they didn't realize like oh like she gets killed by the manson family on this night but like the people that knew about that, they are like, oh, that's the tension that like is built in automatically the whole movie that he doesn't really have to do shit, which is mm-hmm. which is kind of smart, like to be honey with you. It's, it's very smart. And I don't want to pick on like Tarantino or PTA, because I do feel like like in terms of filmmakers go like you, there's a lot more targets to pick on. And like they you know, there's fairly consistent. You're going to get something that like is. Right, a well,
2: to go back to what you were saying earlier, that like. Like tarantino's a lot of his movies i liked them a lot when i first was getting home you know just kind of like eh.
0: yeah yeah and right. I, yeah i feel like that's why it's my favorite movie uh, of his uh well, is ja- jackie brown
2: oh jackie brown Yeah. when a- i
0: first saw jackie brown i was like yo this is not the fake my Tarantino. this is my least favorite tarantino now it's my favorite i'm like yo this is masterpiece it's a good one yeah so like you know there's there's movies like that and there's filmmakers like him you know who who like when you revisit their work you definitely feel differently depending upon where you're at right Mm -hmm. but to get back to sort of like why i feel like it's hard for people to sort of are the stuff that you see getting made is very void of anything it's all surfacy it's because a lot of it is not only is it like corporate control right but it's a lot of the movies are just about people made by people who are and Tarantino does this, but he does it in a way that's cool, right? He does it in a way that's deeper than surface level, at least. At, at least there's a there's a couple of surfaces beneath beneath mm-hmm. the upper layer when it comes to him. Like, ultimately, maybe at the end of the day, it might be just sort of vapid sort of self, you know. But, right. But but most of the but he does it in a way that's like, OK, like I can at least watch this shit. Like a lot of these other shows are are shows about other shows. Are movies about other movies,
1: right.
0: you know? Like it's all about other shit. Right. Like it's so, it's like a snake eating its tail. It's an Ouroboros yeah, and it's like Burroughs. it's like a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. It's like you know, the like when you watch a a a, a, a degeneration loss you experience from like watching an old VHS movie that's been dubbed mm. over seven times, right? That's what I feel like. A lot of the stuff that gets made in a and at least here in this country. And then like in Hollywood, like I feel like that's what most of the stuff is. Like most of it is like it feels like it's just self-referential or referential to things that are so inside, you know, that that, that require inside knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Um, and that, and that like they they're, they're it's just very lazy. Like it's not even about like it's not it's not even about like not holding the 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 sort of audience's hand, right? Um it's just about like no, it's just lazy, like it's just like. know and i feel like you know marvel has contributed to that somewhat which is because Uh, they have
1: a
2: universe
0: yeah making the universe thing right and like you have you know now when they come out with a movie they just it's just they understand like people have seen 25 of these so we don't got to do a lot of you know some of the stuff we don't got to talk about right um and usually i'm all for that like I'm all for like let the audience figure it out, don't hold their hand. But in this case, I'm like you're doing it wrong. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's already sort of like big, giant, bland sort of cookie cutter factory-ass made movies. Like, and I feel like Marvel is the biggest shit right now. Um and every other sort of movie is a reflection of that that's made in Hollywood, whether that's the intent or not. Like a studio like A24 in my opinion is a reflection of Marvel. What I mean by that is they're their existence as a studio is sort of a response to Marvel. Right. Like, right. so, so everything, I feel like most of the stuff that gets made is whether they're aware of it or not is a response to that. So like, it's reflective in the content. It's, you know, it's reflective in the sort of the types of stories being told. It's all that type of shit. So I'm always telling people, yo, just do shit. That's like, you, you know, unique to you and perspectives like cause it's going to stand out. People can say whatever they want, but like, it's easier to stay. It's harder to stand out because there's so much, but it's easier to stand out too. At the same time, it's like that. It's like a paradox. Right.
2: I it's guess like- you can figure out or like delineate your thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it seems like everything is happening. Like very linear. You know what I'm saying? You kind of have to like somehow, I don't know. That's kind of a hard thing to do.
0: Yeah, it is. It, it's it's really the challenge of the modern, modern creative. Like, you know what I'm saying? It really is. Uh, and it's a challenge that I don't know, at least at least in that. We don't, you know, from from recorded history, you know, like we don't have any sort of other sort of error to draw from that's comparable, you know. Right. So so that said, like.
2: And I feel it's always the French guys. It's always <laughs> dude. Nah, literally, like one of my favorite directors, got like I fuck with Gasper No. Mm-hmm. Because it's like all his stuff is just weird. <laughs> to the point where it's just like, yo, it's just so different from what anyone would pay twenty dollars to go sit in a movie theater and see. Mm-hmm. That it's just like even if it's not the thing, it could spark the thing.
0: Yeah. I you know yeah. mean, yeah. I feel like again, it's funny you saw Gasper because Gasper is one of those. Who, who filmmakers? As I got older, I came back and reassessed, and I say. To me, Gasper has one good movie.
2: Which one? Enter the Void.
0: No, no, no. Irreversible. Irreversible. Irreversible, Irreversible is his one good right. movie, and every mm-hmm. other movie, is like, grasping at being good, like. But he does his Gasper thing, and like takes it away. Like takes it away from like, himself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like because there's moments in all his movies, whether it's Enter the Void, whether it's. Uh, Uh, love whether it's uh what's the one where he they put they put the lsd in the punch bowl uh, climax climax like he you know like uh, uh you know i like there's moments where you're like yo that's pretty that's pretty he always has moments where you're just like oh shit like but then it's like ultimately like when i get to the end of the movie i feel like like what did he do like you know what i mean like i feel i don't know like but i feel like irreversible is the one movie that like stands up for but, that's,
2: but I think all his movies are just like he's he's doing that thing, like delineating, like like just.
0: But taking, in terms of French filmmakers, I mean, like, you're right. I love a lot of French filmmakers.
1: Like, and they do a, the thing.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I do like a lot of French filmmakers, obviously, you know, to, to not to be, you know, to say the obvious, you know, I, I really like uh, Godard. Like, I feel like Godard, like he's made so many fucking movies. Um, and he's, he's created so many styles, like, you know, like Wes Anderson wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Godard, like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's created so many different styles that other people have made their whole careers from, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? And like, he just sort of makes movies, like, you know, like, and he just makes, he's made so many and it's just like, yeah. Or, or, you know, uh, Jean-Pierre Melville, his crime movies, like there's so many fucking like French guys. Like, like even, even back, I talked about this with Richard, uh, I don't know if you remember, you remember the French extremist era back in like the early 2000s when you had movies like Martyrs, Hot, you know, High Tension, uh, you know, uh, what else? Uh, There's so many of them that are good. Inside, like a lot of those filmmakers are still around, but every time they make like Aja, for example, like Aja made High Tension, like I was really interested in Aja, but the moment he started making American shit, like I don't even want to watch any of his American stuff because I just know that it's not going to be you know, I've seen a few of them. Right. And then like, I just know immediately like, Oh, like they just neutered it. Like, right. like he, he's not coming with the same sort of uh, uh, freedom or sort of sense of like when he's in this American, like productions, he's just not like, so it's like, he's one of those filmmakers where I'm like, yo, if he's does something, if I hear it's a, a French movie, I'm in, but if it's over here, I'm out. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I enjoyed crawl for what it was, but I'm like, Asia is, should be making like wild shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I mean, I guess he's getting money. He's getting paid, but it comes back to that again. comes back to that, that sort of, uh, that constant sort of fight that you have between like commerce and art. Right.
2: Well, because like, as people who are like, who watch a ton of films and think about not only like am I being entertained by this but is this perspective interesting are they like are they executing in a new or interesting way or are they at least doing it really well the people that are spending money I would feel like most of them are not thinking about that yeah
0: no no not about
2: <laughs> they're thinking <at> all. <laughs> like can I eat snacks for two hours yeah, yeah instead of this screen and like be entertained the whole right. time you know yeah. what I mean it's like and that's why it's just like okay I mean, I get the game. It's like, it's like, but like, how do you marry the game? Like, how do you marry- That them? is
0: the thing though, that's, that's, the, that's the constant battle that you have to fight, which is how do you, how do you make certain things that are palatable for normies, but aren't for them?
2: <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Nolan had that for a second.
0: I feel like Nolan had, I feel like Nolan had the sort of surface level Aesthetics of that at first, right? Where right. like he signaled to be making things like that weren't because Nolan's obsession is like he's an he's a filmmaker who's obsessed with like puzzles, right? right? He's obsessed with and and on the nature of the nature of a puzzle is the complexity.
2: Theories, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So it's it's all it's all about complexity. So if yeah. if you if you give a filmmaker sort of creative control, right, and who makes certain films at a certain level and all with this with a certain uh, degree of like uh craftsmanship right but also is ha- it's allowed he's allowed to have complexity and sort of like his ideas then it's going to be perceived as as something other than you know but really it's a trick <laughs> like when you really want like when i watch uh when i watch like his movies ironically he does a lot of movies that are about tricks you right. know, the prestige, like literally, oh, wow. that's probably my like, favorite. That's probably my favorite Nolan, too, is the prestige. But like, I feel like the prestige in like is really about Nolan. Like what I mean by that is he's pulling a trick over everyone's fucking eyes. Right. right? Like it's a trick. It's like you may think there's more gravitas to a lot of his stuff, but it's all a trick. Everything's a trick, whether mm-hmm. the things that are that the things that you perceive aren't serious is a trick. The things that you perceive serious is a trick. It's all one big trick. And he's like one of those people that's self-aware. What I believe, like he's like filmmaking is a giant trick, right? You know what I'm saying? Because it, it, it really is, right? It's like that, uh, that documentary with uh, Orson Welles. F is for fake, right? Like yeah. it's that kind of shit. Or it's like you're pulling a wool over the eye of the audience because it's all, you know, it, it it's about it's about creating a, a sort of illusion Motion itself. Yeah. So it's on that old. on that level, I feel like that's what makes Nolan sort of transcend a little bit of it like to be as big of the mainstream filmmaker as he is, but also sort of kind of low key traffic and being more than that. But I really think it really, like when you hold him up to the light, it doesn't quite meet that. Like, it's really a big, giant illusion, ironic, which is appropriate for Nolan. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like ultimately he's like, nah, I need to make this money. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, which, you know, whatever, make your money, get your, get your money, you know, you got to make your money. But, but, um, that idea that like, like, for example, like, I don't, like, I don't understand the audience for Fast and the Furious movies at this point. Like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, uh, I don't have any desire to chase or court an audience that like is as unengaged as the Fast and the Furious audience. You know what I mean? Like, because they're willing to accept so much, (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't really matter. It's got the cars, it's got the characters it's got the crazy shit boom it's critic proof shit right which hey listen i like a lot of movies that are straight like people would define them as trash right um but then i love them for the sort of like the reasons that they revel in sort of what they are uh but they're like that type of stuff is like to me is like i don't even see the appeal because at least with some of like some out there stuff like you know what's a good out there movie that you can think of like any any like takashi Mike movie right like a movie like i don't know if you've seen like gozu or some shit like that like that's a movie that's completely fucking nuts like ichi the killer is completely fucking nuts Go but it's not but it's nuts in a way that is unique to the filmmaker and it's some transgressive shit right um that's the type of shit that i like like you know what i mean like i'm not really into like this like you know, leaning into things being like, like Sharknado is horrible, right? Like the Sharknado movies, right? Like to me, that's like, those are movies that are intentionally bad, right? And the filmmaker is saying like, yeah, I know this is intentionally bad. How do we make this bad? And I've, I'm like, I'm not interested in that. Cynical, it's too cynical. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like too fucking cynical. Like Cowboys in Indie, or no, Cowboys and Aliens. And shit like very, that. Yeah, very cynically made, very sort of like, uh, that doesn't, you can just tell, like, you can just tell when you're watching it, like, they're not really invested in this shit. And that's the thing. If I can tell that, like, the the people making something are invested in it, I'm out. And that's what I say with the fast movies. Like, there's no, nobody's invested. They're just cashing checks, bro. There's no one's invested in any of that shit. From the screenwriter to the director to the actors, no one is invested. All they're thinking about is, this movie's going to be out in the summer. At this date, we're going to cash the checks. It's going to be big.
2: Did you see Bad Boys
0: 3? Bad Boys Forever? Yeah,
2: it was the third one.
0: No, I still haven't watched it because I I saw the trailers and I couldn't do it, but I couldn't sit through it. One of these days, I'm going to sit through it and endure
2: it. You know how much of a dick Michael Bay is? That he was in the movie. (laughs) That's how much it's like, yo, (laughs) he was in the movie. Mm -hmm. I was just, yo. That movie is so bad. And I like the first two bad boys. Yeah, so much.
0: I, I, Yeah, I really like the first one. The second one is is like, I feel like Edgar Wright, you know, um, another filmmaker whose stuff I don't care for anymore. I used to like a lot. I used to be like, yo, Edgar Wright. I really don't care for his stuff anymore. I just outgrown him. But but like, I feel like he popular he he sort of uh, was the first person to, to sort of like uh, get people to reexamine bad boys, too. Like with you know, he did it when he made Hot Fuzz, right? And I felt like that kicked off a whole new sort of like reappreciation of Bad Boys Two. And I do feel like Bad Boys Two is a film that's fun. When, when Bad Boys Two came out,
2: I was so hyped. hyped. <laughs> like I was eleven. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I was so hyped, and then they had like <laughs> Nelly and Pete.
0: Yeah, I remember the soundtrack.
2: Yeah, that movie was—I mean, for what it was at that time. <laughs> I think it was, a, I mean, I I feel like they could have did something else with it instead of what they did. Cause what it seemed like what they did was they introduced like Vanessa Hudgens and a couple other characters in the new one as if they're gonna like pass the baton. Pass, they are,
0: of course, they always gotta try and to And it's do
2: like, that yo, don't,
0: <laughs> don't
2: do that. <laughs> it's like, you can already tell that whoever these guys were, were unable to direct mm-hmm. Will Smith, and I think it has to do with like star power, like you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. like you're a director, you're like a new director, and then there's this like, there's two world famous actors that you have to tell them what to do, and you look at the take and you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, you thought that was good, yeah, that that was good, right? Yeah, that was good, that was good. That and I, that's what I felt like happened for the whole movie because it was like how how snappy all the dialogue was from even the first and the second one. Mm-hmm. This third one, it was just like everything was forced and tense. And then there's like a scene where Will Smith gets shot in slow motion while someone does a stoppie on a motorcycle <laughs> with an Uzi. And he gets shot like a bunch of times and he like falls in slow motion. And it's the worst thing I've ever seen. I almost <laughs> cut the movie off at that point. I almost took it off, I was like, yo, I can't do this. Yeah. They try to do the revolving shots oh man, like in slow motion where they take the glasses off and they just, they just epically failed at every aspect of trying to imitate Michael Bay, that it was such a shitty imitation. Yeah, it's, like, it's not like yeah. Michael Bay does anything like fucking, Right, right, right. I mean, it's like it's like <laughs> please, man. <laughs>
0: Yo, what who t- directed Bad Boys Forever Dog? Who was it? I, I gotta I gotta look this up. Hold I on. It's
2: two brothers. They're like Middle Eastern or something.
0: Bad boy. Let me type. Oh, they're coming one. out with
2: a fourth one. Awesome. Great. We well, you know they're gonna oh bad boys for life is what it's called it was uh bilal and adil no bilal Fala and adil lrb wow wow I wonder
0: 226
2: million are. on the box office wow i'm telling yeah. you i watched this movie and i was just like i don't understand how people are liking this i don't understand how this is making so much money
0: <laughs> I just I'm, telling you, I'm telling you i'm telling you because we're so we're a, we're a society that's obsessed with with fucking uh, nostalgia, bro. Like yeah. you know, what I'm saying, like having that that idea that it has a built-in audience is so appealing. Like they're like, oh shit, you know, like that's everything. Like for it's Stranger Things. Gonna hurt
2: though because they couldn't afford to get Will Smith and Michael Bay. Yeah, they just were like, oh, we'll 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 not we'll do it without Michael Bay. Terrible idea.
0: So I'm looking at like these brothers, these uh, Adele, LRB.
2: I don't know if they're I, actually brothers now. Now that I think about it, they might not be. I, I
0: think they. I don't know. Here's I clicked on one. So they're Indian filmmakers, apparently.
2: Oh, Moroccan.
0: Or no. oh, wait a minute, they're not brothers. So it's Adil LRB, you said Bilal Falal. Okay, so they're not brothers. Obviously, they have different fucking names. Uh, let me see. But yeah, like I'm seeing. They did a what? What's this called? This movie called Gangsta. With an a A. I've never seen this. From 2018. Antwerp, Belgium. It was off the license. Right? Like, see, I've never heard it. It's just interesting. Like, I don't even know who these filmmakers really are. They're not really on my radar. Which is interesting that they got. And this is what I'm, this is another thing to speak to. Like some of these people you see, like who get picked to do these big movies. Right. You're like, where do they come from? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like where the fuck, you know what I mean? Are these people. And it's not, when you look, when you look into it, it's never some like, Oh, this is a logical progression from this to this. Right. Like, there's, it's always some. So, I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, what
2: happens? Where, where? How does that? There's
0: always a story when you really, when you really talk to the people that know. There's always some other story that they don't talk about. Uh, that's what I found out in my in my experience. Where it's like, there's always some other reason that, like, because it seems like a lot of these people, like, yeah, they've done things before, but it's basically they've been plucked out of obscurity and, and given like
2: Beverly this, Hills Cop, 4. yeah
0: this big giant ass movie right they're about to do something like that well if they're doing beverly hills cop 4 uh
2: like what yeah oh no no they know they're no longer doing it so it was announced that they were going to do it and then they didn't get it for whatever reason Uh,
0: apparently they directed that miss marvel thing i'm never going to watch that so i don't know uh i guess it's like the new streaming show of it or whatever
2: no, I saw the banner for that, and I was like, "This, I don't even see." It was just like a girl running. I'm just like, "Yeah, I don't yeah. want to watch
0: this." I haven't, I haven't I have no uh, desire to watch any of the Marvel universe, <laughs> anything TV, none of that.
2: they directed some of Snowfall, I guess, two episodes of Snowfall.
0: Yeah, they probably got their TV directing on. So they
2: direct together. I don't even understand that as yeah, a yeah. They're
0: company. a they're a duo, yeah. Um,
2: as Cohen brothers, but like, I actually like the Cohen brothers.
0: Well, there's a lot of guys like that so like the dudes who uh directed the scream movie um they they're
2: the wachowski's too oh did you watch the new matrix
0: yeah i watched the new matrix yeah
2: oh man I, did we talk about this
0: no we. didn't. i don't think we did i don't think we did
2: yeah that movie <laughs> just like i don't understand what's happening the first one it's like they'll never I mean, even the the second two were nothing close to what the first one was.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. First then, one was first one was like a perfect like little you know story, like in terms yeah, of like,
2: like a blip. It should have ending
0: just it could ends perfectly. Like you know what I mean? Like Neo flies off and you're like, All right, cool, like you're satisfied, like you got what you you know, you got what you pay for. So, you know, uh, yeah, I feel like every movie since has been fails to measure up to sort of uh
2: like they tried one. to go too philosophical with i think it was the second one or was it the third one where it was like the whole thing takes place in a train station and it's just yeah. like what's this but then this fourth one was just like dude like i was so mad because it was like i was i was excited for some reason i don't know why no, i was me. like
0: low-key i they was a little me. bit i was a little bit like kind of like i'm interested in where they're going to go with this right um and when i watched it i was I was like a little bit more forgiving. I was like, you know what, I didn't expect much, but I was still interested. Like, oh shit! So I, I was like forgiving when I watched it. I wasn't as like, you know. But then like, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like, you I feel, feel like people. This pe- was pe-
2: weird. Like, yeah, why do you, you know, yeah. Morpheus? Why, yeah. why couldn't they bring back Lawrence Fishburne? Like, why did they? Who is this guy?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah oh, the guy that they put in every movie who's has no charisma uh he's candy man he's and he's in every movie um, oh okay that new candy man is awful like it's so bad bro like that new candy man is so bad like on every level fundamentally like it's just awful um and i i i, I have to listen to people sort of like shoot shoot movies like that bail like you know what I'm saying? Give people like well, Jordan Peele did that, right? Well, I mean, people keep he saying produced he it produced or... it, and like I think he was involved. I think he may have like a story credit, but like he's not the main screenwriter or the director. It was it was uh forget her name, a woman director. Uh
2: oh hold up. It's uh, Nia Nia da Nia
0: Dia De Costa, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's obviously next thing is her, she's doing some Marvel stuff, obviously. So huh,
1: I guess as, so that's as
0: how... the trajectory goes, you know, you do a Marvel thing. Um, I respect any filmmaker that doesn't do a Marvel thing at this point, like that has any like, <laughs> like if you were in a position like that's why I like David Eggers, right? Or is it David? Is it Dave Eggers or Robert? Robert Eggers, Dave Eggers is the writer. Like, I'm not really big on Robert Eggers. I always say this, but what I respect about Eggers is up to this point, he could easily have taken a Marvel gig and he hasn't, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I don't know if I would turn down any Marvel game. Well, I guess it depends on who it is.
0: The problem is, here's the problem, right? Get your money. But the problem is, Spider
2: man, I wouldn't say no to Spider-Man.
0: The problem is, though, right, is you take that money, right? And then like. Do you just get sucked into the Marvel thing now, like because they're going to try to sign you probably for like a multiple contract movie thing, too, right? right? Like they do the actors, right? Like they're like, is, you're signed for three movies or whatever. Um, and then you're in that Marvel thing. Yeah, you're getting paid and you're making movies that people are seeing, I guess. Uh, but like, fuck, I don't know, man. For me, it's just like. If you got a certain amount of money, right, if you're successful enough, if you're successful enough as a filmmaker that they're giving you a Marvel movie, chances are you don't need it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a big ass check and you can like and it's hard to walk away from probably. Right. It's a big ass opportunity. But chances are, if you're in the position where they're offering you a Marvel movie, you pr- you've you gotten there somehow, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you're in, you, somehow you've gotten there. Like, yeah, we did say some of these people are plucked from obscurity, but there's a reason why they're in those conversations. There's a reason why they're in those. So if you're probably in the position to be in that position, you probably don't need to take it. You could probably get something else going. You know what I mean? So I'm always trying to push people to be like, if you get that position, like, but chances are like a lot of this industry is self-selecting. So a lot of the people that they put in that position, they know they're not going to turn it, they're not going to turn it away. Right. So it is one of those things. And it is hard to walk away from. Let's be honest, like if but my goal would be like if I was to ever tr- sort of like make that sort of devil's bargain, my goal would be to to do it one time to never do it again. You know what I'm saying? Like my goal is to just to, to, to use that to sort of like you were saying before it's like you use, you know, you, you work with a client to do something like this, this, and then you use that to sort of funnel that into using that money for your own sort of thing that you want to do. My thing is like one for them, one for you, it 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 sounds good in theory, like we were talking about. But what happens right a lot of times that I've noticed is the one for you, one for me guys, like the one for them starts to delude the one for them the, that they're making for themselves Right, like, starts to like bleed into it. And then at some point it's all the same. So it's like, how do you protect that? Like, how do you protect that at all costs? You know what I mean? How do you learn how to be a mercenary professional to a degree where you like, okay, I'm gonna come in here. I'm gonna execute this. Uh, and then I'm going to step away. Like I love, like, I love that PTA has never done a fucking anything. Ar- Anything like that or or, or Tarantino, never
2: done anything he or
0: Tarantino appear. has never done anything like that. Like he got or, to a
2: point where he wrote, directed, and DP to joint. It was just mm-hmm. like nobody touch anything. I want to do it all.
0: Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that, like, there are filmmakers who, when you look to their career, you're like, ain't none of that shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they've had every opportunity. Like, PTA yeah, could sure. walk out the house tomorrow and go like Marvel, give me a movie. They probably gonna give him one. Like, you know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He he would never do that shit. Yeah. because why because he doesn't have to but how many people in his position that don't have to do a lot
1: <laughs> well i guess,
0: you know I mean like so a I, lot like look, like, looking like a greta gerwig type you know what i'm saying like those numbers
2: are crazy though
0: that's what i'm saying though but like pta you know, like, is like pta is like no
2: <laughs> the numbers i mean yeah but he's but he's also comfortable at a level he
0: wouldn't He's not comfortable. I'll tell you this, though. I'm telling you this, right? He's comfortable at a level, but you don't think that he could get more. He could be more successful in terms of financially if he did I one get, of those. If he wants for to sure.
2: buy a, like a soccer team or something like. I guess. For it.
0: sure. That's what I'm saying. But like at what point this I was saying this too. like uh, for the I, I this is what I know about people in L.A. and people in Hollywood in the business. They are like nothing. Nothing is ever enough for a lot of these people like they'll have like they'll be comfortable. Um, and they'll be, they'll, they'll have mult they'll be getting consistent work. They'll have deals set up at uh, all these places and they'll still want more.
1: Right. Like,
0: you know what I'm saying? Like I use that, the, the, the Mike Flanagan, uh, the director of, um, uh, hello movies. Uh, what's the Netflix, uh, vampire. F- fuck. I keep blanking on this movie. I PTSD blocked it out of my mind, uh, because I, I have so many issues with it. Uh, people, people have been like loving, loving it. Um, but he's done hella movies, dog. I mean, he's done so many movies. He's done like Dr. Sleep. He's done uh, one I mean, of the- I
2: think Some people are just looking at it as a. I think some people get to a point where they just look at it as just like a job. It's like, well, oh, no, this is just a job.
0: But he it's tweeted, fine. though, like, but he tweeted that he would love to do a horror movie in the Star Wars universe. Right. Yeah. And, and I was just like, or a horror se- series. And I'm like. One. um. No, two, like, you have a whole... He's got to do a whole series at Netflix where he directs all of them, right? Mm -hmm. One long-ass limited series, and he's got another one they're shooting right now. Like, plus he's done... He can do whatever Stephen King adaption he wants. Stephen King will let him do it. He's done several... He's done hella fucking hella features. He's done. He's got Netflix deals, not only in film, but in there doing series TVs. Like he's got so much and he's still trying to get a Disney check, you know, like, and I I don't want to highlight him. I don't know him or whatever, but like, I just look at him because he's super successful. Right. He works all the time. He, He, you know, he, he works with his wife too. His wife's an actor and she's, he cast her in a lot of the movies. She's pretty much in all of his stuff, you know, and like, He's living a very comfortable life, getting to do stuff all the time. And yet he's still wanting to do more things. And this is what I'm saying. It's not just him. I'm saying like Hollywood breeds those types of people where they always need to sort of like have their hand in every cookie jar. You know Mm. what I'm saying? Like I got to have it all. Like one is not enough. And that's why I respect someone like Paul Thomas Anderson for not, because he could take it. He could literally take those gigs if he wanted to, and he just doesn't. And you're right, he's comfortable enough, but some of these people are comfortable and they still doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like,
2: I'm looking at this. I'm looking at his list right now. I've done this a million times though, but it's like, there's only like four movies that made money. Everything else lost money. It's like Phantom Thread made like nine. Yeah. Uh, The Master lost like 4 million. Inherent Vice lost like 6 million. And I actually like that movie. Yeah. Chris pizza lost nine million. There will be blood. Made fifty, though. So
0: yeah, but here's the thing, though. This is that, what you got. This that makes is, up
2: for everything, basically.
0: Yeah, but here's the thing, though. You're looking at box office reporting numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And one thing I've come to discover, and one thing that people tell you is that you can't trust Hollywood math because they they you have to do financial audits on these on these on these businesses. They've made money. Chances are they've made money that that they're not talking about on a lot of these movies because they're not only including the box office gross that they made while it was doing a theatrical run, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not including all the other stuff that they like selling foreign rights, uh what it, you know, they're not they're not including like things like uh
2: Netflix licensing Netflix
0: shit. licensing, any sort of crossover sort of uh franchise related merchandise shit that they're the studios making money from if they have any, they're not t- they're not factoring in in the dvd era obviously the blu-rays and dvd sales but now in this era like when you see a movie i said this to richard when you see a movie on one of these uh streaming uh sites right or one of these streaming uh platforms and you see like oh the masters on there to rent for 5.99 or to or to buy for eight dollars like who's getting that eight dollars right and how many people have bought that you don't know And there's movies on there that I know there's movies on there that we know that are just old popular movies that, you know, people have just bought for like $4, like, fuck, I'm gonna buy. I've seen this 75 times. I'll go ahead and buy it real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, how many people have done that? Like, these movies are making a lot of unaccounted money that they're not talking about. So they're only, they only, they, 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 they judge a movie's success by like this very small window of it being having a theatrical release based on a weekend. Mm -hmm. a couple weekends but it's like they're making way more money than that off a lot of these movies especially movies like his that have had like a lot of cultural staying power Mm -hmm. like who knows what the fuck they've actually made off of some of those movies they'll never tell you know so it's like you really got to look at those those things kind of dubiously you can't really you know um and
2: it's like if you think about it it's all like he's got all like really serious actors who are like actually serious about their craft like working with them like we got joaquin phoenix we got uh daniel day lewis we got uh philip seymour hoffman r.i.p adam sandler one was even a good like that was a good like serious type of punch drunk love like that was
0: a yeah yeah. yeah, but we know oh, yeah, that Sandler's yeah. good in movies where they're not like Sandler movies. Right. You know, like he was good in Uncut Gems. He's good in Punch Dark Love. You know, yeah. I, I haven't watched that basketball one that they have. I tried to
2: watch it. I just, I don't know. I, I guess I was distracted, though. I was like on my yeah. phone and stuff, but it was just like, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was all right. People been raving about it, but it was just like.
0: Yeah, you gotta kinda
2: dragged a little bit for me. It was like interesting, but it was like not really interesting. Yeah,
0: when people rave about Netflix stuff, I'm like super on I'm like, I have to, you know, I just I don't think anything. It was I'm, because I'm like, I'm like, I have to watch it because like you could just never tell. Because Netflix stuff, Netflix stuff is like the 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 quality to trash, the, the it's such a steep like drop, like really quick. Feel me? Right. There? It's like it's either going to be like it's either good or it's just completely ass and most yeah. and most times it's the latter but yeah netflix has a bunch of garbage
2: i, I mean their best thing that they have is when they get like catalogs of other yeah, stuff
0: right when they when they purchase stuff from other like like yeah. even squid game was made in korea like yeah. like you know what i'm saying that was done out that wasn't like to my knowledge netflix actually th-
2: but I think they pe- they picked it up though.
0: I think they picked it up, yeah. But they didn't like fund it, right? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think, think they, they
2: did the original
0: one though. Right, right. That's what I mean. Like a lot of the good stuff that they have, you know, the one thing that they have that's consistent as popular is like what Stranger Things maybe. Like outside of that is what spending
2: like thirty million per episode or something ridiculous, something,
0: something like. super super. But I mean, that's what I mean though. Like they've got that's they have to like go all in because that's one of their sort of
2: key uh, blinders one too.
0: Yeah, people do like Peaky Blinders a lot, but I think Peaky Blinders started out somewhere else, somewhere else. I think they started like BBC or something and then they bought and then I think I think they when Netflix sort of like bought it. And now they're now they're I think I believe now they're sort of like producing it. But initially it wasn't. So a lot of their stuff, you know, isn't sort of homegrown, except for like Stranger Things. Like, um,
2: put the little n on stuff, they buy it and then put the n on it. Ah, I get it, yeah,
0: yeah. They they put once you put the Netflix development,
2: and I guess they they brought back arrested development,
0: yeah. And then they put it, like you said, they put the n on it. (laughs) It's like they, it's like they put the rock chain on, you know what I'm saying? Like, here you go. (laughs) I I used to watch this when I was a kid. Uh, yeah yeah they they when you get the netflix in on your shit it's like they're giving you the chain dog it's, it's, <laughs> you get the chain now you part of the you part of the squad it's like when uh when snoop Dogg signed a no limit back in the day <laughs> they gave him the no limit tank you know you get the little you get, <laughs> it used to be death row uh but now you're they get the netflix in so yeah they really do that though like a lot of the stuff that they do that a lot of the stuff that people tell me is good they're like, it's usually a lot of times it is some foreign stuff, something they've bought from somewhere else. You know, they're like, Have you seen this one show? And I click on it, it's like, oh, this is like a Norwegian thing, or like
2: wow, what was that Norwegian movie uh about the art thief? Yo, that shit was good.
0: Oh, I got that in my queue the with the black dude, right? No, what it was a white guy. Hold on.
1: About the art thief?
0: Or am I thinking of, thinking of a different one? Norwegian. Is it like a docu series or is no, it like no? It's a, it's a movie. It's like
2: a movie. Yeah, yeah, but it's like a what is it? I don't know. It's called Headhunters.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's based on a Joe Nesbo novel. Yeah, yeah. That was that was fire. That's
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack. Yeah. yeah. The first time I watched that, like I was gripped. It's was a good.
0: Like, it's a good thriller. Yeah, I remember liking that a lot too. Um, but I like. I mean, I think I like some of those Nesbo novels, so I'm not really surprised by that. I think I remember liking. Like what's what's the I remember like a Nemesis. He has like a book called Nemesis. Uh like yeah, so like a lot of that stuff is is definitely um not homegrown Netflix stuff. But again, like you look at I don't know, have you seen um have you seen any of like the other stuff like that the other places like like Amazon has been producing and stuff? Like a lot of this stuff is pretty butt too. Like Yo, I'm not people, gonna
2: people keep telling me the boys. Yeah. About
0: that <laughs> I mentioned we talked I talked about this last last episode too uh I've heard now I'm familiar with the boys as a, when it was a comic I'm familiar with the boys as a when it for years it was a movie script so like I know all about the boys mm. I have never watched an episode of the boys right but I've heard from people whose opinions I respect about a lot of the fucking when it comes to like you know or whose taste I respect that's pretty good. And it probably is, but I just have not had the energy to even try and watch it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm so off of, like, superhero stuff that, like, even if it's some stuff that, like, skewers it, right? And, like, it's basically dissects it and is, is you know, a like satire.
1: A yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like, I'm still not even open to, like like, even checking a lot of that stuff out. And the same thing with the boys. It's, like, yeah, you're right. I, if I like it, I mean, I mean, if I watch it, I might like it, but I have no desire.
1: Yeah, I can't. I mean...
2: Excuse me. A girl basically tried to sit me down and force me to watch an episode of it. <laughs> I just couldn't watch it. There was like a scene where like a dude's like making out with his girlfriend and they have whatever their version of the Flash mm-hmm. like literally runs through.
0: And kills him. Yeah, I think that happens in the comic. Yeah, but...
2: girlfriend like his girlfriend like explodes. explodes
0: into
2: yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yo. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what to think about. It. Well, I
0: mean, yeah, it's it, it, it takes, it takes it. that it takes that idea of like you know the premise of like superheroes if they were real, they would be like public nuisances more so than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like people would fucking hate them. Like you watch an you watch the Avengers movie and like the whole fucking downtown is destroyed as they're fighting aliens. Right, it's like, so yeah, it's you would like, hate the motherfucker. Like if you fucking
2: not the it, one guy though.
0: Right. If 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 fucking <laughs> hulk through my fucking jetta through a fucking through a fucking starbucks yeah. i'd be kind of heated dog i'd be mad as fuck you just ruined my whole day dog you ruin all kind of shit like you know like so yeah i mean i get it like i get it but i just i'm so done with it like i'm so done with it. all the, like again what we what we talked about this idea of like progressing beyond things like right. and you just mentioned arrested development well it's a perfect term and I'll, it's a perfect phrase for a lot of people. <laughs> sort of like uh, entertainment choices and just in general, they just live in a state of arrested development. Like, they're never going to grow beyond that. Like, there's just always going to be... They're Bill
2: Murray trapped in Tony.
0: (laughs) Right, some Groundhog Day shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to be like, it's the same shit over and over again. And I'm like, personally, I'm too creatively curious and too sort of intellectually curious for me to sort of be, my obsessions to be the same 10 years later. You know, and that's what I'm looking for, dog. That's what I'm looking for in anything, whether it's a writer, whether it's a filmmaker. uh, That's what I'm looking for in everybody. I'm looking for like the changes, like the curiosity, the things that they're obsessed about. I got
2: some new shit that I want to run. Actually, oh, I can't do that on here.
0: We'll do it off. We'll do it off once I hit the stop record. You can run (laughs) it. Yo, I got
2: a new one. (laughs)
0: All right, I got like
2: I got like I got like a bunch of them in the chamber, Mm -hmm. but I got one that I'm like. I'm like kind of excited about actually i can't lie it's like it's like it's a short film mm-hmm. there right, you so- go
0: again there you go again though <laughs> you love these short films though you love yeah, i mean i'm
2: just trying to get my foot in the door but it's like yeah. mm-hmm. 30 minutes right but it's like the first 20 minutes are one way mm-hmm. and then the last 10 you would never guess
0: okay cool cool you well you never. definitely i'll definitely let we can talk about it off 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 mic, off rec- F recording because uh, I'm interested in hearing, hearing this idea, but uh, yeah, bro. Like I think that's a good note. The good point to, to, to stop it on. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I just, thanks for coming on, dude. It's been good to sort of uh, catch up, chop it up. I'm glad to hear that you started uh, your own new little business venture you know the company mm-hmm. um yeah plug that again
2: <laughs> yeah it's called play nice. Play nice play nice Co is the website
0: play nice.co check yeah. out Perry for all of your sort of
2: because play nice.com cost seventy thousand dollars
0: oh wow oh so wow play
2: only costs like a couple hundred dollars so I was like okay i'll get that one
0: yeah that's that's a that's a smart decision right there. <laughs> Yo, who the fuck owns play nice.com? Fuck you. <laughs> Let me just say that in the podcast. You know him, Playnice.com for 70K. You for
1: who
2: knows how long? You are you're
0: a fucking you are out of your mind because ain't nobody paying you 70k for that. Fuck you. It's just gonna sit there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it it's definitely gonna sit there. But yeah, man. Uh, I'm glad to hear that things are going well for you. Uh hopefully, um this New York thing uh goes even better uh is that some shit that you're gonna try and be doing in the near future or is that like a little bit down the ways or is next year next year dope, nope yeah. i know you've been out to new york before right yeah yeah a bunch of times okay so i thought i figured so you're you, you know what you're getting into yeah, I know. I know <laughs> yeah you know that. what you're getting into yeah. deal. all right bro well i don't i'm never really good at ending these so i just end them by saying it's over <laughs> Alright, it's over.
1: Hey. Damn, Sarah, look, Oja. Yeah. You work in the ground stash. 20 talking. Two feeds come out to you and ask for two years, another one cops three. Yeah. Then Body hands you off ten more. But so my guy rolls up in the car, the maybe down and piss for eight. How many vibes you got left? Yeah. 15. How the fuck you able to keep next. the count right? you're not able to do the book problem now. wrong then, fuck you up. You, up. You, up. you up, Yeah, yeah. Have a brick, whole brick, hey nigga, time to with these sippers in the kitchen. What you say nigga? All I know is selling weed and water dope and yay nigga Money on my mind, don't do the crime unless it pay, nigga. Lucy 50 beam. I'm fucking fuckin' in the former car Got diamonds in my roly face I'm about to cop a automata Top down on that bitch When I rap by have I feel like fuck the log Got diamonds in my roly face I'm about to cop a automata I said and steady in ringin' for Freddie Where your bills at? Teacher told me go get a job I said with a scale Told my Cali plug, wrap a package up We can mailed it Teacher told me go get a job I said with a scale Said bitch I'm straight bound $50,000 in a nigga couch never fucking up the count, bitch I'm straight bro Hundred thousand dollars in my mama's house, and never fucking up the count, bitch I'm straight bro Tryna make a million, boy they take me out. And never fucking up the count, bitch I'm straight bro Fifty thousand dollars in a nigga couch, and never fucking up the count. Huh? This look like money, motherfucker. Yeah.
0: Money be green, money.
1: Money that shit look green to you. Got a dead fucking president on it. I don't give a fuck. Call a brick, half a brick, whole brick. Hey, nigga, mama kicked me out the house for serving. Me.